is very important to have an anchor. You know, the anchor is what holds you. Uh, the boat or ship, uh, when there's anchor, it holds you tight and strong so the boat with a strong anchor will not be drifted away even though there is a strong wind. In the same way, in your life, you need an anchor that holds you together. Then when you are hit by the storms of life, this anchor will hold you. When, when you don't even have a strength, this anchor will give you strength. And anchor makes you strong. So it's not just you who are strong to persevere through the storms and hardships. But it is anchor. Now, when you cannot do it, this anchor does it for you. Last week, uh, I have received uh, many difficult phone calls from all kinds of people. A person who just discovered that she had cancer and a person whose marriage is almost finished and a person who has a serious issue with her child and a person whose sister just passed away. It all happened in one week. Life is not easy. Our circumstances are not always good and stable. Very fragile. I pray for them. Do you know what I pray for? Of course, I pray that there's uh, problems that may be solved and resolved. Uh, yes, I did. But I also pray for them to have a strong anchor in their lives. Because I myself, if I were in their shoes, I would not know what to do. I would not know how to handle the situation they were facing. I would be so weak and vulnerable, and I won't be able to handle that. What I need is an anchor. What they need is an anchor that holds them. I felt for them. What is the anchor in your life? For me, the anchor is that I am God's precious child and wife. I am God's precious child. That is my anchor. Whenever I face problems and difficulties and unknown future. I don't know what to, what to do. I hold on to that. I go back there. Always I go back there. I am God's precious child. Yes, that is your anchor. You are God's precious son. You are God's precious daughter. God will never give up his children as parents never give up 
all your parents told you, give up your children, no matter what situation you may be, you will never give up your children. In the same way, God will never give up his children. That's what Isaiah saw. But Zion said, here Zion is Israelites. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, my Lord has forgotten me. That's how they felt. And that's how we feel sometimes. The Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. But Isaiah said, can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. That's what Isaiah saw. God will never forget his precious child. And that's what we read today. That's what St. Paul realized. You know, as you read St. Paul, there's tremendously profound spiritual insight and life insight. And this is what he discovered. You can see, almost see the image when you read the St. Paul's letters. You can see the image, the metaphors and the pictures and image. And this is what he said. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He saw the spirit working. And that spirit bears witness that you are the child of God. You may not know on your own, but the spirit will help you and tell, tells you that you are precious child of God. Here the Abba, the word Abba is an Aramaic word. It means father. When you call father in a very intimate way, you use Abba, like daddy, papa, or in Korean, Abba. But it's more than that. Three times in the New Testament, this word Abba was used. First, uh, you, you heard that today, and also Paul's letter to Galatians, uh, you hear. And a third time, Mark wrote it uh, when he described about Jesus' prayer. Jesus said, he said, Abba, Father, for you, all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you will. That is a, that, that's a prayer in Gethsemane, just before he died. So it is Abba is an intimate way of calling Father, but it's not a childish way of calling Father. Behind calling God as Abba, there is a deep spirituality of total dependence. Like a children totally depending on their parents, the helpless children totally depending on their parents. That when you call God as Abba, you totally depend on God. There's a spirituality, spirituality of total dependence. Jesus had his own wishes, but he delivered himself into God's hands, totally depending on him. It is a desperate child calling out the Father. St. Paul used this expression. When we cry, he didn't say, when we call our Father. He said, crying out. So when you use Abba, you don't say, Abba, 
You, you don't say Abba. You say Abba. You're, you're calling out. I'm totally depending on you because I cannot do anything about it. I totally depend on Abba. That's how you use Abba. That's what, uh, how Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. It is wonderful to have somebody to whom you can cry out. You know what? We need somebody that we can cry out to. Maybe nobody listens to me. Nobody cares about my outcry. But there is somebody at least who listens to my outcry. It's wonderful to know that there is somebody that we can cry out to. More wonderful thing is, when you cry out, the Spirit also cries out. When you cry out, the Spirit cries out. You're not Spirit is with you. Recognizing that Spirit is with me is the beginning of spiritual journey. Ah, Spirit is with me. I cannot see the Spirit, but Spirit is with me. Recognizing that, that's the beginning of spiritual journey. The wonderful thing about St. Paul is that it's an image and a picture and all that. A little later in the same chapter, chapter 8 of Romans, St. Paul said, gave us this image. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. A sigh too deep for words. The Spirit cries out when we cry out. Spirit sighs when we sigh. The Spirit listens and hears our sigh. And then He sighs with us. We don't know how to pray. It's not, it's not about not knowing mechanically how to pray. That's not what uh, St. Paul is talking about. It means we are so deeply saddened, so overwhelmed by our problems, so helpless, and we don't know, even know how to pray. That's what it means. When we see no way out, when the darkness is too dark, and when we see no future, and when we don't even know, where to start to deal with our problems, that's when we don't know how to pray. A lot, of, a lot of us cannot even pray when that happens. Only sigh. What comes out of our mouth is not a prayer. Only thing that comes out of our mouth is sigh. Karl Marx, I was not very favorable with religion. He said, 
religion is opium uh, of uh, human being, opium of people. You know what? Right after he said that, he also said, religion is the sigh of the oppressed creature. Sigh of the oppressed creature. Yes, he saw it right there. Religion is a sigh of the oppressed creature. The spirit feels our sigh and prays for us with sighs too deep for words. And spirit feels as we feel because we are God's children. Think about all the parents. When your children suffer, can you just see them, see them suffer? When they see their children suffer, they suffer with them. It was terrible. It's hard. You feel so helpless. When they are in pain, you feel, if not more, you feel the same pain. In the same way, spirit feels our sigh and prays for us with sigh too deep for words. The spirit says, I hear you. I hear you. I hear your sigh. That's what spirit does. Spirit tells you that you are sons and daughters of God. That's what spirit did to Jesus. When Jesus uh, first came uh, out, this, he received the spirit. And the spirit told him that you are my beloved son. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, beloved, with you I am well pleased. That's what spirit affirmed. But at the same time, Satan came. And Satan tried to take away that anchor. That Jesus is God's beloved son. The Satan tried to tempt him. The temptation was not like a money or uh, anything else. But temptation was to take away that anchor from Jesus. This is what Satan uh, said. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. That's how Satan tempted Jesus. Jesus never let go of his anchor. Never let go of his anchor. He held on to that anchor. Whenever he faced problems, he held on to that anchor. I hope that you can hold on to that anchor in your life. Whenever you're doubtful, when you're go whenever you're going through problems, I hope that you hold, that, hold on to that anchor that you are precious child. There's nothing for you to worry about. You will not be abandoned. You will not be like orphans. This is what Jesus promised. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphan. I will not leave you orphan. 
You're not alone. Jesus is, uh, the spirit is with you. And then spirit tells you that you are a child of God. Be aware, aware of the spirit around you. Be aware of the spirit within you. Yes, suffering. Even Jesus was not exempted from suffering. You may go through same suffering. Jesus on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So you may go through the suffering. And today, St. Paul said, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So you may suffer, but remember, the spirit is with you. Spirit will give you strength and spirit will help you through. I would like to read you yesterday's inner voice again. Prayer is not what you say. Prayer is being in the spirit. Train yourself to be in the spirit. You will be shaped and formed by the spirit. The spirit will give you peace that the world cannot give. Confidence and courage will arise from within. You will have the wisdom to see your situation in a spiritual way. Everything within you 